Hey everyone, I'm back, and it's a new episode of my memo show. Welcome back. Um, A lot has changed since the last time I've spoken. I've changed rooms. I have a new roommate. Really, that's all that's changed. Um, But that's a lot of change, moving rooms, right? And I'm kind of tired of it, but I still have to adjust to my new room. It's a lot less space. I have to go through all my things and probably get rid of a lot of clothes, a lot of props I've kept from videos I've made. I've made a ton of videos in my time, and I usually keep the props. I have bags of props I never, ever use. I have, like, drawers of things I never use, like Santa hats, masks, socks I never wear, old underwear even. (laughs) really random stuff I have like a sheet of fabric from Walmart from like the year 2010 that has skulls on it and like I've just kept it um it's like how do you get rid of stuff like that I don't know I have a scrape on my knee um like during moving I must have scraped it and now I'm picking a scab off of it and like trying to tell myself to stop but I just did it oh my god anyway I kind of want to talk about today and what and what I did today. So that's really going to be the bulk of the episode. Let's get into it. All right. So today my mom came to the city with her cousin, Lisa, and I met up with my sister, Audrey, and we had brunch, went to a Broadway show, and then had an early dinner before my mom and Lisa returned home on a bus. Um, for brunch, Audrey's boyfriend, Matt or Mike joined us and he's nice and fine. Um, brunch was at 11 AM. So I had to wake up kind of early and walking to brunch. I got to walk through a little street fair, but the street fair was like not a fair at all. It was a flea market. So it was like literally flea market stands, which is one of my favorite things. So I enjoyed that. Then we had brunch. I We got a breakfast pizza, which I liked. And we got a Brussels sprout salad, which I didn't like. Um, and we got biscuits, which were okay. I caught up a little with my sister. I talked to my mom's cousin, Lisa, who I know but never really spoke to before much. Um, and yeah... I got some really exciting news is that Lena Dunham ordered from I Need God and I got to tell my mom and sister that at brunch and that felt really good. Like, you know, I'm successful, a successful entertainer, right? Or writer and actress just purchased from my web store. Like that ruled. Then we went to see a show called Come From Away. And this is what I really want to focus the attention on. Um, my mom loved it. Lisa loved it. Audrey really liked it, if not loved it. Um, and I liked it, but it was such an interesting show. Um, it was, I would say about globalism and about kind of maybe, I'm not sure if it's about neoliberalism, but it's definitely about globalism and it's about, like it's fe- it's about the liberal agenda essentially 
it was really good, like technically good, well produced, well written. The a lot of the music was good. It was well acted, well performed. The staging was awesome. The lighting design was awesome. It was super entertaining. It was only an hour and 45 minutes long with no intermission. Um, so I thought that was a great format for a show in 2021. Um, the show itself, okay, the premise is this. It's based on a true story where during 9-11, planes that were coming in, in from the Atlantic weren't allowed into the United States because airspace was closed. And I think it was like 38 planes had to land in this really small town in Newfoundland, Canada, which is like an island really far north on the East Coast, pretty much near Greenland, kind of, in a small town called Gander. And so like 6,000 people arrived in this town and the town was maybe only... 5,000 or nine, maybe the town was 9,000 people big or the town and, you know, the surrounding areas and 6,000 people came. And so it was about that and the way, basically it's just about that. Um, It was an ensemble cast. So there were no leads. It was literally like 12 people playing all different roles. So like, instead of there being main characters, it's like an assembly of characters are getting like montages of small stories and they're playing both the townspeople and they're playing the people who came on the plane and they show both perspective back and forth. And so like, they're constantly switching their outfits subtly and it's like more like the players or the actors are like players and they're putting on a show, like you're kind of seeing the show get put on because they're playing just dozens of different, well, they're not playing dozens of characters each, but there are dozens and dozens of characters between them all. And like I said, there's about 12 main people. Maybe there was 13 or 14 or 15. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, but what's really, what was more interesting, I guess, is like, the stories they're telling, it's a very like m- the stories of multiculturalism in a certain way. There is African people, there are gay people, there are Muslim people, there are a Jewish people, there are Asian people. And it's it's like the small town in Canada is very white, very Christian. And it's about how like you would expect a small town in the middle of nowhere to be hostile towards differences, but actually that town was so hospitable to all these people and they put them up in, people took them into their houses. They had schools and auditoriums and Salvation Armies and like, and like country clubs basically, or, you know, lodges. Um, And the people had to stay there for about four days, like 6,000 new people. And they fed them and they brought them out on town and showed them the local culture. And you know what? Everyone had a great time in this liminal space, displaced from where like their whole plans were completely interrupted, right? And they were just dropped in this town in the middle of nowhere. And it was like a whole new world for them. And they formed bonds that would last a lifetime because 9-11 happened and no one knew what was happening and they were so traumatized. And um, basically that's the story. And it's like, so it's like 
these planes coming from across the Atlantic, carrying people of all types, get dropped in the small town that you would, but that was so hospitable in the end. And um, then it's like in the end, once everyone leaves on the planes and they're ready to go home, they talk about like how <laughs> the people who landed there still come back or still have friends and like create these lifetime memories. And I was just kind of like, this is kind of insane because it's, it's about 9-11, but not directly about 9-11. It's about this event that happened because of 9-11 that these planes had to land. And then the story is like a multicultural kind of glo- globalism kind of story where it's juxtaposing like small white rural town America not America but Canada with everyone from around the world and how everyone can get along no matter what religion you are what color you are what sexuality you are and that was kind of the main message and I just found it really interesting it was like instead of there being like I don't know a few characters who you're following their stories. There's like a dozen characters who you're following really small stories. And the stories are just to make a point about basically multiculturalism, like I said, and the sanctity of life, I guess, and treating people and animals with humanity. Because there's this whole small story about a woman who's like taking care of all the animals who came on the plane. So in a certain sense, it's like a historical play it's like enacting an idea of history kind of and it's doing it in the most generous light like the most optimistic lens kind of and like I have to say like I was emotional sometimes during it they sing church songs that got me emotional there's like a really brief part where it's like all these women of the town who are like housewives are like organizing to help the people who are coming that made me tear up too but there's like so much cringe about it too like there's this gay couple i found them like their storyline to be kind of cringe to me there's um a story about a woman who is the pilot and they emphasize that she was like the first woman pilot and like when she's singing a song about becoming the first woman pilot or like commercial jet flyer and like when she talked like as she was singing about it the audience started clapping they were really into it so it's like heavy feminism like you would call this this play the liberal agenda essentially and I think it's an interesting watch like honestly I would I would recommend it because there's a lot of layers to it and it's doing a lot of work like it definitely made me emotional. Like I said, there are like points in it that really hit. I thought the writing was excellent. The pace was excellent. It was so entertaining in the way that it moved from beat to beat. It wasn't trying to tell a personal story. Instead, it was painting this broader picture where a dozen or so people, like I said, are playing dozens and dozens of characters. You're getting like light brush strokes of life. And you're seeing like little bits of life from all different kinds of life kind of thing. So in that sense, like it was super entertaining. And but like I'm also trying to say is the message of this show and the way it works is kind of insidious in this kind of like making you think a feel good way to sort of think like, oh, my God, like 
this small town defeated racism, essentially, and they accepted... It's, like, almost a story about refugeeism, where it's, like, because 9-11 was happening, these planes were, like, welcomed so easily into the small town. Like, these refugees, essentially, were all immediately, like, accommodated by the town. And it actually turned out to be one of the best like traumatic experiences ever because all these people super bonded and like apparently according to the play the people who visited the small town for these four days were infused with the culture of the small place and the small culture was good and so it's like oxymoronic in a way where it's like small remote places that have authentic cultures and everyone actually knows each other and like have real community is such is so valued and fetishized and then the flip side of the coin is like this global community of people from all different places can all come together and enjoy this local culture and even become part of that local culture um so in in a sense poisoning the local culture i would think or like it's just the flip side of like remote authentic authentic community and instead it's like this global community meets the small community if that makes sense it's like isolated and i thought that was just really interesting to think about and like thinking about how 9-11 was kind of an effect of globalism in a sense and then how after 9-11 communication technologies were were given to the public there was kind of a lot in the show about how they didn't have cell phones or how only some people had cell phones and how the one thing everyone wanted the most when they landed was to call the people they loved and to see if they're okay and everyone wanted it to be on a phone. And I just thought, and everyone wanted to watch the news and there were songs about watching the news, which I love. And um, there were songs, I guess, about being on the phone and I just thought, wow, those two things, like because of not because of nine eleven, but after nine eleven, were just kind of given to the public more more widely, essentially, like with cell phones and computers and online news and stuff. Um, I don't know, right? Like it's just a lot to think about because, and it's a true story in a sense. Like the the on paper, you could write it out and it would be true. Obviously, the show is an extremely fetishized, like, idealized, optimized, feel-good kind of bastardization, obviously, of the true history, whatever that is, which obviously there's no true history. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of my review of the show. I think you could probably listen to the soundtrack on Spotify and get the gist. I'd recommend seeing it if you enjoy live theater but I am, you know, obviously there's stuff to be critical about it for, it's a very good, if you have people in your family who love CNN and who abide by a liberal view or a democratic popular culture kind of POV, they'll really, really like this and fall right into it. It'll be so good to them. I highly recommend that if you have a friend or family member who's visiting who is that kind of person, um, I think they would really like it. Um, and just one note about live theater and hating it. 
Um, do you like movies? Because movies are basically theater that's not live. Like, it comes from theater. And so the tradition of theater is really important to all entertainment. It is a cornerstone of live entertainment and of movies, theatrical movies. Like, literally. Um, and... They may be cheesy or corny, but it's kind of amazing. You're watching a movie live, essentially. Like, the lights, the music, the actors, the scenes, they all change right in front of your eyes. And they have to do it in real time. And they have to make it entertaining. And the audience is live. And they know in the moment what's working and what's not. There's something very good about it, about that. Even though it's cringe to see people sincerely acting these kind of over-the-top, corny shows, it's necessary. Okay, that was that. Let's see how long I talked for here. I have to unlock my phone. Okay, 15 minutes of that. Okay, well, you made it through that. So let's end the segment for now, and I'll start talking about what happened after the show. Okay, so after the show, we wanted to just kind of sit outside and get a drink, and my sister was like needed to pee and turn to go to her her apartment which was like only a couple blocks away and then she was like no we're not going to my apartment we're going to Times Square so then I said okay that's the other way so we turned the other way and then she was like wait no I'm meant to be walking towards my apartment and I was like we were like oh, okay so we walked towards her apartment I was like okay now you could pee and we could look up a place to go but she was like no I don't want to go up and pee let's just find somewhere and sit there's a ton of places so we walked around in circles for like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And I was like, okay, we could have just gone pee and looked up a place. Instead, we ended up on Restaurant Row. The restaurant she wanted to go to was, didn't have any seats. Right next door was a Bear Burger, which is like a burger chain. So we just went there. And then I got a margarita, milkshake. I got chicken wings and fries. They got burgers and... My, Lisa got a chicken sandwich and then we walked back to Audrey's apartment and there's like three restaurants with outdoor seating right outside her apartment. I was like, why didn't we go here, anywhere here, like right outside your apartment? And then my mom was like, I don't know. And then we went up to my sister's apartment and it was nice to see her apartment. She just moved there. I tried to give my mom a book that I want her to read, but she didn't bring a bag. She bought a really, really small purse so she couldn't bring the book. I had to bring the book home with me. Then instead of going right home, I walked a bit because I had a phone call with my client. We did our 30-minute phone call on my walk. It went really well. Um, now I have to kind of prepare for tomorrow. We have a shoot and I'm on my bed procrastinating making this episode instead. And then I took the train home, and on the train, there was a woman who was kind of, like, dirty and gross. Maybe she was sleeping there. She was, like, basically cleaning under her boobs, like, just bringing them straight out into the public and, like, cleaning herself. But she seemed fine, and everyone was, like, kind of... I stood kind of near her, basically, like, closer than anyone else. And she was like, what time is it? What time is it? And she like tried to touch this girl and ask her what time it is. And the girl hated it and moved away and didn't even tell her the time. So I was like, it's 6 p.m. And then she was like, where could I? She asked me all these questions. Like, can I cross at Fulton to get uptown? And I was like, yes, Fulton's three stops away. She's like, is it cold outside? I told her that it's not cold outside. And she was very sane sounding. So... 
is kind of disturbed by everyone around her being so, like, avoidant and scared, seeming, like, not even able to answer her questions. I don't know. That was significant to me, and she was lovely, honestly. Pray for her. And then, um, yeah, I walked home, and I have an Ikea delivery because I've been buying so much stuff for the home since I changed rooms. I got a new desk. I love it. I think it's, if not the perfect desk, pretty close to what I need. Um, I feel like there's maybe one or two more arrangements I could do in here with the desk, if I can get a different desk. It was like a $100 desk, and I got it from Wayfair, and it came in less than 24 hours. I was so impressed, and it works great for the price. It's perfect. Today, I got an Ikea cabinet delivered that's going to go in the hallway in the corner outside my new bathroom because... I have a new bathroom. I have to share it with a person. I have so much bathroom stuff, honestly, like way too much. So I got this little cabinet that's going to go outside the bathroom in the corner. It's not really little. It's so heavy, actually, to bring it upstairs, but it's here now. And then I kind of want to do that, even though I'm supposed to kind of prepare for tomorrow's shoot. I feel like I could do both, but I have so little energy. My roommate, Sarah Beth, she's upstate again to go paddle boating with her BF, I think. Um, and she left the dog here. So I'm taking care of the dog. The dog's sleeping on the bed with me right now. But I might have to make let her go pee. Um, do you want to go pee? She doesn't, I don't think she does. Feed her, but that should be super easy. If she poops, though, I really don't want to, like, pick it up. But I guess I have to. It's kind of disgusting, right? Anyway, I don't even want to think about that. Um, okay. So like that was my entire day. Um, it was just a jam-packed day. And yeah, the musical was interesting, I thought. And um anyway, thanks for listening. I hope I have something significant or interesting to talk about in the future. Uh Yeah, thanks for listening to Kyle's voice memos. I hope you had a great time. I I'll try to make more more often. I think it will be better if I make one a day or one every other day, if I can remember. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.